From WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR, this is Capital Notes, a podcast about Wisconsin politics and politicians. I'm Marty Michelson. Each week, I discuss noteworthy developments with J.R. Ross, editor of WISPolitics.com. Here's our latest conversation. Jeff Mayers, president of WISPolitics.com, is sitting in for J.R. this week. So, Jeff, former President Donald Trump has threatened to find people to run against Republican legislative leaders Robin Voss, Devin Levenhue, and Chris Kappinga in Republican primaries next year. He made his remarks over the weekend as the state Republican convention was getting underway in Wisconsin Dells. Trump accused GOP leaders of conducting a secret audit of the 2020 election in Wisconsin. Voss revealed at the convention that he's hired, with taxpayer money, former Wisconsin Supreme Court Justice Michael Gableman to oversee the audit conducted by some former police officers, and findings will be kept confidential. Trump held a rally over the weekend in Ohio, campaigning against a Republican congressman there who voted to impeach him. So what do you make of all this, and do you think Voss, Lemahue, and Kappinga should be worried that they'll be primaried? Uh, I think it's a reminder of how big Trump and and uh, his rhetoric is and uh, remains in Republican politics. I mean, this is something that Republicans all over the country, you know, are dealing with. How do they uh, keep the Trump supporters involved, excited, and uh, you know, without placing too much emphasis on Trump? So this is a balancing act, uh, and you know, so I think that. Uh, many of the Republican leaders around the country are having difficulty with as you can see the struggle. So, you know, should they be worried about being primary? Well, um, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, you, you always, uh, when you're um, in a, a very Republican district or a very Democratic district, you have to worry about somebody from, uh, you know, the, uh, from the right whipping up support. Just by him making an endorsement, can he... Um, get people out to vote when he himself isn't on the ballot. So I think they, you know, that's something they have to worry about, you know, would it be successful? Well, you know, they, you know, they have strong organizations. So I think it would be a long shot, but at any rate, it's something that I think that they'll have to keep in mind. In another development, the Republican-controlled state legislature is scheduled to vote on Democratic Governor Tony Evers' biennial budget proposal this week. Evers originally submitted a $91 billion spending plan, but the Joint Finance Committee whittled it down by $4 billion. The panel took out many policy items, including legalization of marijuana and an expansion of Medicaid programs. It also took advantage of an unprecedented projected $4.5 billion surplus and used used it to cut income and property taxes by $3.5 billion. The budget is scheduled to go to the Assembly tomorrow and the Senate on Wednesday. How do you think these budget deliberations will play out? Well, I think there could be uh, some tweaks to the Joint Finance Committee budget, but it is a, you know, a Republican-controlled committee that uh, put together this budget. And so I think the framework, uh, you know, that you outlined uh, will pretty much stay intact. That's not to say that there couldn't be some uh, friendly Republican amendments uh, adopted. Um, but, uh, you know, in order to, uh, you know, uh, nail down some votes, perhaps in the, uh, in the state Senate. But, uh, you know, the framework is going to uh, remain intact. And this is largely uh, the budget that's going to get sent to uh, Governor Evers. 
Well, now, Governor Evers at one point indicated he might veto the entire budget when it gets to his desk. Well, this was around the time that Republicans nixed the expansion of Medicaid, and he was upset about it. Do you think he is still of that mindset, vetoing the whole thing, or will he sign the budget after exercising some line-item vetoes? Well, I think that was also at a time when uh, he didn't like the education um, funding that uh, the Joint Finance Committee uh, laid out. So, um, you know, this budget has changed a lot. But um, in many respects, this is a, a kind of a replay of two years ago. You know, this debate is, you know, should he or shouldn't he veto the whole thing? I think that, uh, you know, um, uh, a lot of the uh, Democrats uh, I hear on this are saying, well, he's got an extra security blanket here with the, all the federal money that he uh, has the uh, power to, um, to uh, appropriate as he as he sees fit. So that's sort of a security blanket. He could take uh, the, um, the Republican budget then under that scenario, use his uh, powerful uh, um, veto authority, and then uh, fill in gaps, uh, perhaps, with this federal money for priorities that the Republicans uh, didn't put in the budget. Um, you know, now how much can he use his veto authority on? Well, you know, that's you know, something for, um, you know, the, the governor's uh, uh, legal team to figure out. But uh, he has very broad authority and he can, um, you know, remake the budget uh, in many ways. And because Republicans don't have a veto-proof majority, that veto, these vetoes will stand. And finally, the legislature sent a slew of bills related to elections to Governor Evers last week. They include forbidding election workers from filling in missing information on absentee ballot envelopes and requiring all absentee voters to show an ID every time they vote absentee instead of just the first time. Republicans touted the measures at the state GOP convention over the weekend, but Evers has said these bills undermine democracy and is expected to veto all of them. This has been the case for much of the legislation that Republicans have passed so far in the two-year session. Why do they even bother passing these types of bills, knowing that Evers is just going to veto them? Well, this goes kind of to the first question we talked about. It's, you know, it's, uh, they're doing it even though uh, they know they're going to get vetoed because they're, um, they want to keep the base uh, engaged and to show the base that they care about the issues that uh, are, are left over from the um, uh, 2020 election, you know, the, ele- the election issues that Trump keeps talking about. So this is, you know, um, if they did nothing, then they couldn't go to the base and say, see, we're trying to do something. It's Evers that's in our way. So that's, that's the politics of it. Well, now, on a related note, former Wisconsin Commerce Secretary Bill McCoshin, a Republican who's considering running for governor, suggested last week that maybe the state constitution could be amended to include these so-called election reforms. Do you think that's an idea that Assembly Speaker Robin Voss might run with in this two-year session after Evers vetoes these bills? Well, there is also a conservative policy group headed by an ally of uh, Speaker Voss, uh, Joe Hendrick, a former state legislator from um, the Minocqua area. And uh, Hendrick's uh, group is proposing that there be a referendum, a, uh, a non-binding referendum on 
the 22, uh, 2022 ballot to uh, test the idea whether the legislature should try to do uh, uh, through the amendment process, uh, put some of these issues out there. So I think that what Hendrick is proposing is, is it could be something that um, Voss could uh, go along with, you know, urging, you know, this uh, vote in 2022 to give the legislature the thumbs up to go ahead and try this. Thanks for talking, Jeff. Jeff Mayers is president of WISPolitics.com and is sitting in for J.R. Ross this week. I'm Marty Michelson for Capital Notes.